you need to grow your brand or your business. You need to make more money, but at the moment, you're just one person. And you're the person who's in charge of content creation and content strategy. This episode is for you. I'm Shalene Johnson, co-host of Build Your Tribe. And today I'm going to share with you a strategy that I think is really important for any entrepreneur, but especially those of you who have built your brand and your business using social media and primarily with you as the person who's the face of the brand, as you who's doing most of the content strategy, content editing, promotion, coming up with what you're going to promote where, and basically you're a one-man show. And when it comes to content, with there being so many platforms, you probably feel like you're on a bit of a hamster wheel. I've built businesses in eight different industries, and I've gone through the ebbs and flow of having to be the brand as well as managing the brand, from being the CEO to the content creator. And today in this episode, I want to help you understand what you need to do differently to break that business plateau, like to make more money and perhaps more importantly, to overcome or avoid the overwhelm that comes when you are a one-man show. You've probably tuned into this episode because you're an entrepreneur and you've built your business dependent upon you being the driving force behind everything that happens, especially in social media and when it comes to content creation. And if that's the case, you probably feel like you're trapped in this endless, relentless cycle of creation where there's just not enough time to come up with strategy or to write better emails. Because if you're not showing up every single day creating more content, well, then the business in your mind is going to dry up. So your business is not only stuck, but you feel stuck. Maybe you're running out of creativity. Maybe you feel like, I just can't keep up at this pace and we're just not making enough money for me to be able to bring on additional people. I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel. Maybe you're beginning to feel overwhelmed or like, why am I doing this and getting completely burnt out? Maybe you're switching niches because you you think the problem is you picked the wrong niche or you're doing things the wrong way. But the fact of the matter is there's some important changes that you need to make. The inspiration for this episode came after watching a recent video from Layla Hermosi. I'm going to put it in here. I hope I'm saying her last name correctly, Hermosi. She is the second half of the Hermosi couple. Alex is her husband. They're just this dynamic duo. But I tell you, Layla really is a remarkable CEO. I can't even believe how much wisdom this young woman has. So I highly recommend if you haven't already checked out some of her content, do. Should be a real wake-up call. I know for me, it was a stark reminder that it was time for me again to kind of shift gears. And this is a sliding scale for all of us, especially those of us who are the CEO and the content creator. Here's the deal. I personally needed that reminder. It was a reminder that I myself had slipped into the state of focusing more on content creation. And it was the reason why we had run into a few major hurdles in our business in terms of ceilings, certain business centers that just weren't growing. And I couldn't figure out why because I knew I was working harder and harder and harder. But the thing I was working harder and more diligently on was content. But yet, I know I'm a gifted entrepreneur. I know I'm the CEO. I know I can be an exceptional leader, an innovator. I'm the CEO. You are the CEO. And it's important that you embody that role even more so than you embody the role of being a content creator. So while I'm making this for you, it's really for both of us. Even though I know we are doing this right now, it's a journey. And it's one of those things you're always course correcting and coming back to ask yourself, what am I focusing, like what moves the needle? 
for me, it wasn't about working harder. It was figuring out like what I needed to do so I wasn't working so hard on content so that I wasn't so consumed by the amount of things I personally had to create so that I wasn't becoming the bottleneck. And I want to encourage you to take this journey with me. And I'm going to be walking you through some of the processes that we have begun to revisit in the last couple of months. And if you caught some of our previous episodes, you know that this is a strategic shift that we've begun to make in our business. And it's one that we make on a regular basis. But whenever I get this wake-up call, it's always like, okay, there's no reason to point fingers at anyone else. The problem is I'm focused on the wrong things. And that's so easy to do when you're a creative entrepreneur, right? You, you can do all the things. That's the reason why you are the CEO, but that doesn't mean you should be doing all the things. So what we're going to talk about in this episode is how important it is to create operations, important systems. We'll talk about staffing and how you have to, maybe you still have to create the content, like you have to be the person on camera or creating that pillar of content. For example, a podcast but ultimately how to create the systems and have the team in place even when you consider yourself a solopreneur, someone who can't afford to hire help. In this episode, I'm going to help you understand why you can't afford not to and how to do so on a shoestring budget. First, I want you to know this is super normal, especially in today's digital age. Like Everything is so content-driven and especially when oftentimes the brand is built around you, your idea, your innovations, but it's also part of the ebb and flow of being a business owner in this day and age. Like it's understanding like, okay, there's more platforms and suddenly what I call content creep happens where you don't even realize that you're creating more content or that there's a demand for you to create more and more content. And that's why it's crucial for you as a CEO to know when it's time to elevate your approach, when it's time to shift from creating content and maybe even take a break from creating content so that you can create more effective business systems so that you can be a more proficient CEO. So allow this to be your reminder that that's first and foremost what you are. You are the CEO. And it's more than just showing up on camera or creating a podcast. I mean, you already know about the power of content creation, right? Like we all know that content creation is this amazing thing that allows us to grow our brands oftentimes without having to spend advertising dollars, because it's so easy today to create content from your phone, edit it from your phone, improve it from your phone, and then upload it from your phone. There's this natural hesitation not to outsource that. It's like, well, it'll only take me a second. I can do it myself. And once you've learned how to do it yourself, you forget that there's a point at which you should no longer be doing it yourself. And here's the truth that we have to face. You cannot and should not be the only person who's creating and engaging in all of your content all the time. There comes a point at which you're going to need to put systems in place where other people can help you because no one's going to be able to be the CEO the way you can be the CEO. And yes, content creation is crucial. You'll probably still have to do it, but it's not the only thing that matters. Businesses are not just built on content. A business that is solely surviving on social media is not a business. It's borrowed time. And all success is a matter of figuring out a system that works, that delivers success, and then repeating that system. 
But if you're the only person that knows that system, then you're the only person who can do the work. And so we've got to create some systems so you can delegate a lot of what you're doing that is working. Undoubtedly, you have seen so many top content creators. I mean, we're talking million dollar earners stepping away from their business, like taking a full blown break, saying that they are stepping away indefinitely because even though they're making seven figures plus, it is taking a toll on their mental health. And I really wish that someone had stepped in and helped them to understand how to do less and how to be the CEO. I think in many of these instances, and I I can think of so many, and we've talked about a few of them here on the show, these are people who are really creative and really talented and also, and tell me if this isn't true for you, the kind of people are like, I don't want to burden other people. And so you take on more and more and more yourself. And before long, you realize you're human you can't do more. You can't take on more and your mental health begins to suffer. I don't want that to happen for you. So here's a little bit of tough love. This may require you stepping back away from content creation for a week or two weeks or maybe even a month to put these systems in place to save your mental health and to propel your business forward. How do you know if you're in this position? Well, are you spending most of your time either trying to come up with new content or actually filming and editing content? And are you spending, are you finding you're spending a lot less time on the systems that your business needs, on the ways that your business can create conversions, on your web development, your brand development? Are you losing track of crucial aspects of your business, like your profit and loss statements? Do you feel like you're knee deep in content creation? Does it feel like you're having to do all of the things that you're having to come up with all of the creative marketing and the, the new ideas and the hooks and and even the content strategy itself. Do you feel like you're now having these creative blocks where you're like, I just don't have anything interesting to post. I'm out of content. I don't know what to post. If you've answered yes to some or a lot of these questions, my friend, it's time to create some systems. It's the systems you need to put in place in order to have a easier transition when you do start to delegate. So let's dive deeper. Now that we understand the importance of recognizing this season and the fact that you have probably plateaued the growth of your business because of this, the first thing you need to focus on are those systems. Creating those systems is what's going to make it easier for you to delegate everything you need to get off your plate. And the way you start doing this very briefly is this. Take a pen and a piece of paper out, or if you want to do this on a Word doc, Start listing absolutely everything you do as the entrepreneur. And I mean everything, like every tiny little detail. Listen, you need more followers. If you want more customers, you need more leads. In order to get more leads, one of the easiest, best ways to do that is with Instagram. There are billions of users. You just need to know how to attract the ones who want what you have. Brock and I have helped thousands of people just like you grow their account from like 150 people to 5,000, 10,000, 50,000, even half a million followers. We want to help save you time and make you money by finding the customers who want what you have. When you join Insta Club Hub, your monthly membership entitles you to two live interactive trainings per month. They're insane. In addition to that, you can log in at any time and watch hundreds of quick, tiny tutorials, each of which are designed to help you grow your Instagram, reach more customers, and do so as quickly as possible. I want to invite you to check it out. Just go to instaclubhub.com. You don't even have to remember that. While you're listening to the show, just scroll down right now, 
over the show notes, you will see that there's a link there to Insta Club Hub. You can actually click on that while you're listening to the show and enter your email address to learn more. It's that simple. Start listing absolutely everything you do as the entrepreneur. And I mean everything, like every tiny little detail. And then take a look at that list and ask yourself, okay, which of these things does it really not make any sense that I'm doing? Like, this is not a million dollar job. Anything that can be outsourced to somebody else, I want you to take a look at that and create a screen flow of exactly how you do it. Now, if you do most of your work on your phone, which a lot of people do, you can just do a screen record and also turn on your microphone so that while you're doing the editing, while you're doing whatever it is that you do on your phone, whether that's interacting with customers or comments, etc., you're recording what it is you're thinking and why it is you're doing it the way that you're doing it. That way, that screen recording can then be turned into a standard operating procedures with an accompanying video. And the video is like, it's showing people not just how to do it, but like why you do it the way that you do it. Start by doing that for your the easiest things that need to come off your plate. Eventually, you can do this for everything that's on your list. And ultimately, there should be standard operating procedures for just about anything that's a profit source or needs to happen in your business and it needs to happen a certain way. Right? There's certain things that don't necessarily need to be have a standard operating procedure, but if it's something that makes you money or something that needs to be done a certain way, and it's very important it's done this way, you know you're not going to outsource it unless somebody's doing it that way. So make that video. The next step is to start with staffing, right? And take a look at that list and who are the lowest level people that you need to bring on that's going to free the most time for you. When we just did this project recently, I recognized that one of the things I needed right away was help in my inbox, help in my DMs. It's responding to simple questions. I'm not asking somebody to be me, but I am asking and knew I needed somebody to be in, because I get thousands of direct messages across all platforms, and I need a sense of like, what's the vibe? What are people struggling with? What is it that people want? What is it that people are asking for? I needed somebody who could actually be in there for hours every day and give me a sense of what type of content I needed to create. That alone is freed up, I don't know, probably 15 hours a week for me. So take a look at your own list and decide what thing, if I freed myself up from doing this, I'm going to have a big chunk of time now available to be the CEO, to make the executive decisions, to figure out where we're hitting the mark and where we're missing the mark. As we've mentioned in countless previous episodes, it's so important that when you bring on a team member, especially if you're a solopreneur, you bring them on one at a time. And the interviewing process is really critical. Like they have got to have core competency. They've got to fit with your culture. It has to be someone that you really like and something you're willing to spend time on to onboard them. And I'm not talking about hiring somebody full-time for most people. Now you might be at a stage where you actually do need to bring on some additional full-time people. And realize like you're doing multiple full-time jobs for other people and you're actually going to make more money if you outsource some of that. It is such a mindset shift to believe that you're saving money or that you can't afford to hire these people when the fact is your business is stuck because you haven't. So it's setting aside enough time that you can onboard them. And when onboarding them, that means the first however long it takes, depending on the job, for them to get it right, it's considerable. Like You've got to be patient enough to know it's not ever going to be done the way you do it. But you want to get as close as possible, and that requires great communication. Communication is probably one of the most essential skills when it comes to 
keeping staff, motivating staff, reminding staff of what it is you expect of them and having them meet that expectation so that you don't have to worry about it as often. But as the CEO, you will always have, I mean, it's never just set it and forget it. These are not robots. These are people that you you need them to, to want and to see your vision, to want to work as hard on the business as you do. And the only way that happens is if they feel like they're an integral part of it, that you care about them, that you understand them and that they're appreciated and valued. Otherwise, why would they stay there? They could start their own business or go and work for somebody else. You know, people aren't necessarily motivated by money. It's recognition. It's, you know, being seen. It's knowing that you are a valuable part of the team. And that is a learned skill. You as a CEO can learn how to motivate people, how to course correct, how to give people direction so that it doesn't feel like they're being scolded, so that you're not uncomfortable and it feels like a confrontation. It should never feel like a confrontation. If the reason why you aren't correcting your team and your staff is because that feels confrontational, then that is simply a skill you need to work on. And you can. There's so many books and podcasts and and courses you can take that will help you to understand how that communication can be so much more comfortable. And the person who you're giving the correction to feels empowered, feels seen, feels excited to get it right. So if your business has hit a plateau, if you've hit a plateau, you can't do more, then it is time to take a step back, to schedule some time to work on your systems, staffing, your communication and management skills, because focusing on this aspect of your business is going to help you create that stronger foundation. You will continually keep hitting a cap in your earnings, regardless of your niche, regardless of what it is you're doing, if you don't learn to master these skills. And anyone can do that. Systems bring structure. Systems allow for efficiency and predictability in the success of your business and of the way that things are done. It is those systems that are going to make it more successful when you do go to delegate, to outsource, and to hire people to do some of the things that you need to free yourself up. You've got to free yourself up so you can focus on growing the business. You can focus on scaling and being the CEO. Hey, it is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. We're doing this. The challenge I have for you is to tell me specifically what it is you need to create a system for. Because I know step two is you're going to find somebody to outsource that to, to delegate, to hire, to bring on either as a part-time, maybe temporary person, or perhaps a full-time member of your team. But it starts like recognizing, having that self-awareness to know, here's the thing that has to come off my plate. This is the first thing I'm going to start with. So please drop your comment below wherever it is you're listening to this episode. Do me a favor, if you would, please take a moment and double check to see that you are subscribed. That really does help Brock and I to reach more people. And that means a lot to us. If you've enjoyed this content, I would also ask if you could share it. Just So just copy the link and send it off to somebody else you know who is an entrepreneur or a solopreneur. Again, I really do appreciate the time you spend with us and we'll see you in our next episode.